buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results on KDAL 610 on your dial from 12 till 1 this afternoon. Well, Gary Callagher, good afternoon. Jim, wow, what a weekend and what a week or 10 days that we got coming up with some of this extreme cold weather that we really haven't had uh, this season so far. And, uh, you know, when it comes to housing, this is extreme stuff, and we got to be very careful. It's good to look at houses at this time of year. You'll learn a lot of things about them. It's very similar to in the springtime when the thaw, when it starts thawing, when you can get into houses and start seeing uh, whether your basement's leak or not. But there are a lot of things that you can tell by going into houses at this time of year. You got that right. But wait, we have to delay that for a second because I want to ask you a question. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's Super Bowl weekend. Who are you taking? Are you taking Kansas City or Tampa Tom? It's really hard to go against Brady, isn't it? I think so. Um, it's hard to really hard to bet against Tom Brady. Um, but in the national in the National Fixed League. All right, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, yeah, everything's fixed I, this year. Isn't I it? think I think the stars are aligned for us. A... It fixes in with everything. <laughs> The fix is in. The, uh, and the, it, fix and is in. The, the other thing, Jim, to remember about the Super Bowl this year is this is the first time, the first ever Super Bowl, um, that the home team, they, they're playing in their home stadium. I know. They're playing in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. So that that's kind of unprecedented. There's 12,000 um, fans there, and I think, and, and it's like healthcare workers or something. And yeah, I I heard there was going to be a little bit more that they were going to allow uh, up to twenty two thousand in. Okay, but I'm not sure what it's going to be. But yeah, they were doing the healthcare workers, first responders, that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, which is cool. which a great idea. It's pretty cool. And then and then the the halftime show is going to apparently be in the stands, so that'll be different. But yeah, so I don't know. It's tough to go against Brady. I guess if I was betting, I would put my money on Brady. But my heart, Andy Reid fan. Andy Reid as a coach, and I, I really like what Kansas City does, and I think Pat Mahomes is um, one of these superstars in the making. He's in the very early stages of his career, and I really often thought that, you know, it, nobody's ever going to match Brady. Nobody, this guy's going to go down as the greatest of all time. He's got one more record to break. He should break that next year of the all-time passing yards if Drew Brees retires, uh, and then he's going to hold all the records. But I do believe that Pat Mahomes, barring any injury, is one of those guys that could at least, um, you know, in the next 15 years or so, he could be there. He could be there with him. But uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Kansas City, but I think Brady, it's too tough to bet against him. So i got to go with the, the Bucks. What about you? Well, I... Uh, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay, but I can't. And, you know, um, please, if my cousins are listening to this, I have so many cousins that live right by the stadium in Kansas City. Please. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm thinking that 
uh, Kansas City is going to win, but I'm kind of pulling for Tampa Tom one more, and I know that's not very popular with some people, but I don't. I think you're right. I don't think anybody's going to get as many Super Bowl rings as this guy's gotten as a quarterback ever again. So yeah, to me, it's very interesting stuff. So Jim, all right, we got a great show today. We got a guest coming on uh, in our second segment, and uh, this is a guest that we've had on our show in our very early years on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Uh, Mr. Roger Reinert, uh, local Duluthian, is will be on our show, and, there, and we're having him on because he had posted something on his Facebook page a, few, a couple months ago. He bought a house like, last fall, you know, and uh, uh, he got in there and he would post pictures. Beautiful view. This house has a phenomenal view. It looks like a really great place. Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, obviously, you and I didn't sell it to him. Uh, we may have to talk to him about that, Jim, but. Uh, uh, but then uh, about a month or so after he moved in, he, w- he posted some pictures of, the, of walking into his house one day, and it looked like the kitchen ceiling had collapsed. And uh, he began posting uh, subsequent pictures of it, and uh, boy, he had, he had a mess on his hand where this house that he had just purchased uh, had uh, major league water problems. And so uh, we're going to have him on. We're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, about, you know, what what happened, what some of his emotions were, um, you know, what the issue, where he's going, how is everything going, and when he expects to get back in this house. So uh, it should be an interesting conversation. Yeah, that doesn't sound like much fun to me, um, no. what he's going to have to go through. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad. But, you know, it's... Um, you know, it's, it's very important that people disclose everything, and it's also very important that inspections are are occurring, but we'll find out the whole situation when he comes on in the next segment. Yeah, I'm curious to find out if it was something that happened that was a non-disclosed issue. Uh, I mean, something like the the, uh, the scale that this was on, that with, with the problems that he had, this was not a small issue. And I believe this was a complete gut of this house in a, in a complete renovation. So it'd be interesting to hear what it's all about, you know? And wow. so, um, and, and the other thing is, you know, we had, we've had Roger on our show a number of times, and this goes back to when you and I just started this right. show back in the late two thousands. And, um, Roger was obviously, he was locally with the city council here. Uh, he was council president for one year. Uh, he was in the, uh, um, Minnesota House of Representatives as a 7B uh, representative. Uh, and then he was in the uh, Minnesota Senate, 7th District of, uh, uh, in the Minnesota Senate. So uh, in the meantime, I mean, he was going through all that stuff when we, we talked to him, Jim. And, and I don't know if you remember, but this is prior to the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium being built. <clears throat> and we used to ask him about that, how, how he thought it was going to go. Um, right. But in the meantime, and we haven't had him on for quite a while. In the meantime, this guy's been really busy. Uh, he got a four-year law degree. Uh, he's he's a naval officer. He served a year in uh, over in Afghanistan. Uh, and and the other thing is, Roger used to be a real estate agent. He I had a real that. estate license, and he practiced real estate locally here in the Twin Ports. Uh, and and so he's familiar with the real estate community. He's familiar with how real estate works. And so it'd be interesting to get his take on on having that type of a problem and some of the emotions that he went through and that he experienced on that. Well, and I think we talked to him in the past too um, on many real estate related subjects when he was still serving. 
you know, um, I don't remember what capacity he, you know, if he was in the Senate or City Council, but I remember there were several real estate issues that we were talking to him about. And, and really good, really good stuff. So I'm looking forward to talking to him because, you know, really smart dude. And uh, that'll, that'll, that'll make the second segment really awesome. So, Gary, let's switch back to your The Cold is a Coming. Um, and yeah. I think we should talk about, you know, <clears throat> when we go and look at a house when it's this cold, we've got like uh, three more minutes in this segment. What are we looking for specifically when we go to look at those houses with these buyers or when we're going to list the property? Well, I think number one, Jim, is the heat. You walk in the house, how, do, how does the house feel? Right. Uh, you know, is it warm? Is it drafty? Is it cold? And that, and that goes for all the rooms because all rooms are differently. A lot of the old houses that we have up here locally, Jim, they still have single pane windows and they have the old uh, aluminum storm windows on them. And so you're going to see um, a lot of the ice build up. I don't know if you, you yeah. see, you walk in these houses and you see ice forming all over the windows. That's just an indicator that there's a lot of transfer going on between the hot and cold there when it's when right. stuff like that happens. And and one of the other things that we see that is a common issue is when we walk in the basement and you have your uh, washer and dryer, people leave their dryer doors open. And I can't tell you how much cold air that, that can fill your house up in a matter of a few minutes if you leave that door open. We see that a lot in rentals. And so just simple little things like keeping your, your dryer door closed is uh, is going to be a, um, a significant issue. But also when we're running in a house, and let's say you've got a forced air furnace, sometimes you're in that house and the furnace will go off and then it will go on. And it'll go off and it'll go on. And if you're in a house for like 15, 20 minutes, even a half hour, and your furnace is going on and off several times while we're there, that's another indicator that there's some inefficiencies going on with, exactly, the, uh, yeah. with the house there. So a lot of good things that we look at uh, and, and get an idea of... Uh, uh, what's going on with that house? Yeah, and I've also found that some people will mess with the settings on their thermostat, you know, because you can't alter them. I mean, factory settings lets the lets the furnace breathe a little bit, but people can can set it so that the, the thermostat just kicks on, you know, time and time again um, to keep it so consistent. And yeah, there's a lot of things that you can look at in the heating system. Um, I think the other thing to um, to look for is when you go into the house, as a buyer especially, um, it might be really, really cold outside, but take your jacket and everything off while you're inside the house so you can feel, you know, any cool areas, you know, like, because sometimes you'll walk into a bedroom, and if you've got, if you're all wrapped up, you might not realize that that particular bedroom might be four, five degrees cooler than another one, which also may indicate, you know, an issue with maybe a baseboard if it's hot water heat or, or you know, just a, an, in, an uneven heated, an unevenly heated house. And there could be, you know, a myriad of reasons why that happens. So I think it's a great time to go through houses for that reason. Well, like I said, this is a good time to look at houses and they're, you know, the inventories are low. There's not a lot of houses on the market to begin with, but this extreme weather exposes a lot of stuff in a house. Yeah. And so uh, getting in there, uh, one of the other things, Jim, that is not, it's not common. We don't see it a lot, but there are times when we go into houses and uh, people still have their window air conditionings in it, in this weather and they're not covered. And, uh, you know, we've walked into houses over the years that, you know, it's like, Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's such a heat loss. It's crazy. 
it's unbelievable. And so yeah. uh, just little things like that that people don't think of, but it makes a big difference. Just right. uh, take that thing out of the window. All right, Gary, we've got to take a hard break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we are going to be right back, so hang in. Welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. And Gary, why don't you give out your phone number so people can get a hold of you? I'm at 218-390-0615. And folks, my phone number is 218-348-7653. Okay, Gary, you want to introduce our special guest, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, we have Roger Reiner uh, on the phone with us, and uh, Rogers, we talked about in the first segment, uh, you know, was a previous guest. We used to have you on quite a bit on the Twin Ports Real Estate Shows. You were uh, on the Duluth City Council, you were a uh, uh, in the House Representative and a Senate Representative as well, uh, right? you know, at the state level. And so, um, uh, and then, you know, uh, after that, you know, whatever happened, happened, but in the meantime, You've been a pretty busy guy. Uh, you've been doing a, a lot of stuff over the last few years. You uh, went out and got your law degree. Um, you're a naval officer, and you you actually served um, in Afghanistan for a year. Correct. Uh, and so uh, you've been doing a lot of stuff, and uh, uh, you know you came back to Duluth, and and uh, uh, you know you were working in law, and then you you've been appointed now the interim director of the DAC. But um, you've also been involved in real estate, and you had your real estate license, and you purchased a house recently. (laughs) And and I know you were posting some some things on on Facebook about it. That's where I actually saw this. And, uh, well, you had a major league issue with this house about a month or so after you moved into it. So tell us about it. I think, like, telling a little bit about, like, how I got to that house, Um, you know, last spring – I'd actually, uh, the, my previous house I'd had, on a, because of some life changes, was selling that house, and I had um, uh, an agreement back in February of 2020 um, to sell it in the summer. And then uh, in March, I got, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a Navy reservist, I got sent to Italy um, for three months to help with the Navy's COVID response there for both the, the Sixth Fleet in the Mediterranean and then the Naval Forces in, in Europe and Africa. So I left um, with sort of a, a handshake agreement about a, a, a new home. And then I'm overseas watching what's happening in the market, right? I mean, houses are flying off the shelf. It's obviously a really hot seller's market. I'm a, I'm a little anxious about, you know, <laughs> is this seller um, going to realize what's going on in the market and decide to list it and, and see where it goes. And so I'm kind of trying to check out houses from halfway around the world and all of that, but didn't. So came home, and one of the things that was really important to me in, in a new home was that it, it didn't need anything. I'd kind of been through fixing up a house just to get it ready to sell, and I'm like, I just, I just want a house where everything's done and it's done right. And if Can I, I just do say anything, amen? I want to. <laughs> because I just want to say amen. To we want it all done. Yep. Yeah. Right. So uh, fast forward. So I, I moved in in August and uh, 
in uh, around Christmas. I, I took a couple days to visit family and uh, uh, came back on the Sunday after Christmas. I walked in the door and it was raining inside my house, um, which, you know, generally is not a good thing. Uh, it's not what you want happening. Uh, so it, uh, long story short, the, the, bath, the master bath is on the third floor and a, a part in the shower failed, which uh, caused water to spray all over the uh, the master bath and run across the tile floor, down a floor, throughout the kitchen ceiling until that gave. Then on the, the tiled kitchen floor, uh, I ran across that, down a floor, and then throughout the finished basement. So each floor was worse than the one above it. And uh, yeah, 50% of the house uh, was gutted um, including all of the master bath and all of the kitchen and, uh, every, every room is going to have something done to it. So that house that didn't need anything needs a lot right now. Well, how, do you have any idea how long that water was running? My guess would be three days. So, oh my gosh. Uh, I called and, you know, and I just said, I called uh, comfort systems and I said, you know, here's the situation. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to be really abnormal usage and, you know, am I responsible for that? And the kind person said yes. Uh, and then said, and of course it went down the sanitary sewer. So, you know, you'll have that bill as well. It's like, oh, thank you. Right. Wow. <laughs> and uh, insult to injury, I guess. Like that. Yeah, very, very, very thoughtful. Appreciate you giving me a heads up on that. So yeah, my guess is probably three days. Well, take us through, walk us through your initial reaction to when you walked in your house, you see this happen, what's going through your mind? And then as, as you come to grips with everything, just take us through some of the process uh, of how you, you've got to where you're going right now. Well, I mean, so like I said, I, I, um, there, I had a lot of cedar tongue and groove in parts of the ceiling of the house. So I came in and um, the first thing that struck me was like, smells like a sauna in here why is that and then i came around the corner and and saw the uh the kitchen ceiling and um and uh, one of my friends said like were you just in like you know how long did it take you to you know sort of like get get into action i'm like not long i mean <laughs> like i'm like i'm pretty pretty trained at this point in life to respond to crises so was like where's this coming from and you know followed it back upstairs saw what was happening in the bathroom and then immediately went down to the lower level and shut the water off and um and then called my insurance company and then called uh, um, the company to come in and start doing the remediation so i had i had people there that afternoon within about four hours that were already starting to um take stuff apart and uh, it took about two and a half weeks to get everything out and to get it dry. Um, and uh, so now about, where are we, about five weeks later, um, Monday the wiring was uh, inspected, passed inspection. We kind of, I pushed hard to get insulation in back in the walls knowing that we have this really cold weekend coming up. And, um, and I think we started sheetrocking today. So. Um, and that's the stuff I, I, I enjoy. Now we're to the, to the we're getting close to the part I don't enjoy, which is all the design. Like that's just not my thing. So <laughs> pretty soon I'm going to have to think about tile and faucets and all the kind of stuff that got taken out that you need to go back in. Did you lose heat through all this? Did the heat stay on? Did not, fortunately. And um, I mean, one of the many blessings is 
the master bath was literally two floors above the utility room where the furnace and the water heater and so there was water um, coming down into the utility room but the furnace never shot off um, and uh, the furnace I've had the furnace and the water heater looked at and they look to be in good working order so no, fortunately, that, that's why it smelled like a sauna. The furnace was continuing to run, right. uh, and yet all of that cedar tongue and groove was wet. So, did you have any mold what? growth because of the you know because of that that you noticed right away? No, and I I, I mean certainly there would have been, but because I got um, the remediation company in right away, right. and right away they started taking drywall out, um, and in, even in places where the drywall didn't have to come out, they punched holes in it to, to get it dried. Even down in the utility room, um, drywall came off the block foundation, and then they drilled into some of the blocks to make sure that the blocks got drained. You know, the only thing I think at this point that's a question mark is potentially water on the outside of the house. So come this spring, you know, once it's warmer, you know, we'll be looking at the, um, the exterior of the house and the siding, and there may be additional work there. Um, but no, I'm very impressed with what they did to kind of deconstruct and, and dry the house out. Can you tell us what happened? What actually caused the problem? So there's a, um, the best of my understanding in the plumbing company, uh, who a local company that I um, have nothing but great things to say about, had somebody come right away um, Monday. This was the Sunday that I that I found it, and on Monday they were there, and they showed me it was a clip that sh- holds the shower handle on, and that clip bent. Um, and whether it was just a design flaw or age or he said there might have been a crystal of ice that put not unknown but anyway that clip bent which allowed the shower hand the water pressure to push the shower handle out um would have been better if it had just pushed it off um, because then all the water would have stayed in the shower surround but because the it pushed it out but the handle stayed on um water was coming out spraying against the back of that handle and that's why it was kind of sunflowering throughout the the bathroom up onto the ceiling onto a couple of the walls so and it had yeah. a free so cavity I, I have the just, clip yep. the, the wow. clip's going to maybe be in some special place inside the home once it's repaired you know one of those artifacts you hang on to talk about some of the emotions that you you've gone through i mean obviously oh. you've been in real estate before was there any any instant where you said sellers didn't disclose something and then some of the emotions afterwards and some of the things you're going through right now yeah, no, I, I mean, I really didn't, uh, it, it wasn't an issue about the seller. I mean, in part because I've, I've been in real estate before and I've built homes before and, you know, and I've got my legal background too. Like, I had every opportunity to inspect and I did have an inspection and the inspection came back really well. I mean, I knew from looking at a lot of houses that it was really solidly built. You know, one of the things, Gary, that at least I find is when I look at a utility room and it is clean and it is organized and the wires are, you know, organized and the plumbing squared, like if they did that right, they did everything else right. Because um, that's usually the, the, the place that people don't pay a lot of attention to. So, I mean, it just, it happened. And like it was pretty traumatic initially. I mean, again, I, I bought a house because it didn't need anything and because I liked it the way it was and, you know, it the work I'm doing in my day job is demanding enough. Um, and there was about day three or four, I felt really fortunate that the project manager on the deconstruction was an 
an army veteran and an, an Iraq war vet. And, uh, he just said, like, I'm, I'm just going to ask you straight up, like, is this, is this kind of triggering any of your experiences in Afghanistan? And I melted down, like I'm falling. And he's like, don't come here every day. Like, I got this. Like, trust me, I will take care of this for you. And it'll be better for you if you just don't, you know, keep coming here every day. And that was the best advice uh, in that in that initial period I could get. So um, quickly found a furnished one bedroom to rent uh, uh, in the same neighborhood. So nearby, if I need to swing by the house, but enough distance to like, yep, I trust you. You do your work. Give me updates. Um, you know, and I'll go visit periodically as I need to. And, and that that was incredibly helpful. How fortunate and, that did your insurance cover everything on this? And I'm sorry, Jim, jump in here too. So far, um, yep, I'm very happy with uh, my insurance company, um, and I have, you know, a policy that allows for um, it to be put back the way it was, um, and not I'm not having to factor in age or depreciation or any of those things. My policy is covering some temporary living expenses. So, so far, so good. But probably the most challenging thing, or at least really stressful for me initially was, and frankly, by initially I mean like for the first four weeks, because we, I think we just made some progress this week. There was a huge gap between the adjuster who came early in the project before the bathroom was gone, the kitchen was gone, the floor coverings were, because the floor coverings were matched so they have to all come out because um the policy says if we take part we take it all um the number you know the contractor was giving a number and and i should say it's been incredibly hard to find contractors like uh, i think most folks know like they're busy people are spending a lot of time in their homes and they're doing a lot of indoor projects and you know even during the winter when it's traditionally been slower that is not the case right now um contractors are are busy so um getting somebody and getting a number was an initial hurdle and then trying to reconcile what the contractor was saying with what the adjuster had said and those two figures were over a hundred thousand dollars apart like that was that was a huge stressor for several weeks um you know with the insurance company saying don't worry it'll be okay in the end (laughs) i'm like well i can't like it's hard for me to move forward just on that, don't worry, it'll be okay uh, because, you know, like we need to start putting insulation back in and we need to, you know, this is winter in northern Minnesota. We can't just have, um, you know, exposed pipes against an exterior wall. So, um, but like I said, we made some progress on that on that this week and so feeling more comfortable that we're going to end up in a spot where insurance is going to cover what insurance should. So, all right, my, my question was due to that, you know, the person that was in charge of drying out your house and taking it from that first stage was also a vet, and, and that's the person you were talking about that was giving you that that emotional support? Correct. Yeah. Wow, so that's just amazing. I'm very fortunate to have somebody that wow. had kind of walked in some similar shoes as me and was able to recognize that, you know, that just the experience the, the trauma of seeing your house torn apart that you just, you know, four months ago moved into was maybe resonating with some of the, you know, uh, experiences I had had um, during my year in Afghanistan. Like, somebody else maybe wouldn't have recognized that. Right. Maybe would have seen, like, yeah, this is hard. Like, I had a, 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 another friend who's in insurance say, yeah, everyone cries on day three. 
like, yeah, that's probably about the yeah, that's probably about where it was. But he understood that there was there was some other stuff at play there, and he was able to say, like, I got this. Just you know, go go find some stable housing, a place that's going to feel comfortable for a few months, and trust that that I'll take care of your home for you. So that was yeah, a real blessing. So we're we're coming up on a on a break here. Uh, can you just hang out for a couple minutes while we while we wrap this up? And uh... I can. Okay, all right, we'll be right back, folks. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Don't turn that dial. This is a really, really good interview, and we'd love for you to hear the whole thing. So hang on, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running, Gary Callagher here with our special guest, Mr. Reiner, Roger Reiner. And Roger, thanks again for being on our show and telling us about your tragic event where you uh, had a pipe that, uh, or I, I should say a, a shower that malfunctioned and flooded your house from top to bottom. Um, yep. So you said that, uh, our last minute, you, you said that your estimates were $100,000 apart. I mean, will you share the entire damage or is that something that you like to keep close to your health, close to your chest? Well, I mean, the the repair estimate is coming back around 165, oh and the adjuster initially said about 38. So, oh my goodness! Um, yeah, that was that was a little that was uh, anxiety producing for sure. But I think we're in a better place with that now. I feel more comfortable after some progress this week. That's good, and that's good. And so, let me ask you one more question: Is your insurance agent a local agent? My insurance agent is not local. I use USAA given my military Oh, of course, of course. So. Okay. But they're, they're pretty I, good I, at uh, keeping you in the know about, you know, you, well, you were saying there is, you know, don't worry about it. We got this kind of thing. So you're, you're, you're reached the point of comfortable. I am in a better place. Yeah. We had, the, like I had indicated before, you know, finding somebody to do the work was the first challenge. Yeah. And the insurance company was sort of like, well, as soon as you have somebody, they'll tell us. And that'll, you know, and that'll trigger the conversation of trying to reconcile these two numbers. So that was hurdle number one. And then getting that contractor to talk with the adjuster happened earlier this week. Um, and it seems like we're in a better place. But, I mean, the lawyer in me still wants to see all the paperwork. Like, show me the numbers and let's, like, I want to have, I still need a little bit more comfort there, but we're definitely moving in a more positive direction. And, uh, like I said, this week we were able to make some good progress, get the wiring signed off on, get insulation back in, and uh, the contractor texted this morning. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I'm hoping it's a picture of sheetrock because um, that'll that'll be a little happy dance if we're actually hanging rock today. Wow. When do they expect to uh, be completed, and when, when do you expect to move back in? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, you know, I've been around houses and construction long enough to know it always takes longer and costs more. So, um, and originally by April first, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's kind of been fits and spurts just because of how busy everybody is. Um, I'm being told that like trying to get cabinets is a, an eight week backlog, and I know I've heard the same thing around appliances. So. With the kitchen and the bath being the two major projects, and frankly, I'll own some of that. Like I said in the previous segment, uh, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and get excited about designing bathrooms and kitchens. Uh, I'm I'm more like I like what you did there. I will buy that. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, I have to. I, I'm I'm uh, asking a couple friends to hold my hand on that and help me walk through how to take some of the elements that I know I like. So my 
we haven't talked about it. The house is on the hillside. I have a really amazing view of downtown and the bridge and the, uh, the point. And, um, you know, I had to get my head around uh, the idea that, okay, here's a chance to take something I liked, but, you know, make it a little bit more personal. And, uh, you know, so I'm trying to work into some what I consider kind of industrial elements like stone and glass and um, metal uh, and wood. And, like, I know I want to do that, but I don't know how to do that. So trying to engage some friends to help me think how those elements all work together. So, so I have a question. That's the point we're at now. Right now I'm probably the biggest hurdle uh, in, in making those choices so that they can do the work. So I, I have a, I have a question. So I, I I completely can relate to what you're talking about. You know, I I will buy that. Don't touch a thing. I like it like it is. I mean, I have to ask. You know, there's some mornings I have to look at my wife and say, "Hey, do I match? Do my clothes match?" You know, I mean, so I'm I'm way behind the eight ball and that kind of stuff. So I want to know on your insurance. Will they allow you to like? Um, is there an insurance person that will allow you to like hire a consultant if you want to? I mean, I, I, it's just kind of a wild question, maybe. But that's a good question. Uh, I've not asked it. Um, in, in part, like I feel okay about. Uh, I, I've got some friends who love to do that, and I've you know I've seen their homes, so I'm like okay, like I I'm confident you actually <laughs> yeah, know. Okay. Um, like when when you're done, I will I will feel like it will be okay. Right. Um, and I. You know, and I, I'm engaged enough to, you know, I swung through a store this morning. I'm going to go through one of our local places uh, this weekend. And, you know, I'm just taking pictures of things that I know I like and, and then feel pretty good about uh, working with working with somebody to make sure that it's not jarring. Like, a, yeah, like your outfit's not all jacked up and, and it goes together. Gotcha. Roger, Um you're the interim director of the deck right now, and uh, talk a little bit about what the deck has gone through during this pandemic, where the deck is at, um, some of the events that have had to be canceled. I mean, how is the deck doing, and um, where's everything going to go, and, and how long do you see yourself in that position? Wow. That's a lot of questions, Gary. Um, <laughs> He's good at that. Make sure I answer all of them. Um, so let's start with where we're at. Um, right. So I started last summer, um, not long after I got back from Italy and did my 14 day quarantine and, uh, you know, came in at a really challenging time. Um, we were running a pretty negative, negative operating deficit on a monthly basis, just giving, given 800,000 square feet and the utilities and expenses of maintaining those physical assets. Um, uh, set against really no no uh, ability to generate revenue. So, you know, as I said before, like I'm good at stepping into crisis and chaos and trying to bring some order to it and um, making not always easy um, decisions but necessary ones. And you know, we had to go through uh, an op- you know we'll go through a process of what can we do, knowing number one we got to be able to do it safely, safely, and number two it needs to be able to generate some revenue for us. So you know we got the urban open, which was a bright spot last summer. We did almost three hundred thousand dollars gross with the urban, running into October. Um, you know we were doing events within the two hundred and fifty cap uh, dance competitions, the symphony, youth hockey, um, political rally. I'll just note, like, 
some uh, some others made headlines with their political rallies. You know, we had one here that didn't make any news because uh, you know we yeah, we followed the guidelines and made sure that they followed the guidelines. So really proud of that. Um, it was definitely uh, we had our busiest month coming up around th- between Thanksgiving and Christmas into the new year and. So the executive order that kicked in in November was definitely a setback. Um, everything we had, almost everything we had booked, either canceled or rescheduled. But now I would say, you know, we the river is running again. Um, you know, the, the dam hasn't burst by any means. We're operating under the 150 limit. But you know, this weekend we've got um, UMD hockey. We've got Marcus Theater. We've got the curling club. Um, the symphony is performing tomorrow night, um, and of course we're hosting uh, one of the testing sites. And you know, so this will be our busiest weekend since before that last shut that that last executive order in November. And then by the end of this month, uh, we will have had our busiest week since before the pandemic. So at the end of February, we've got women's hockey, we've got men's hockey, we've got a youth hockey tournament, we've got the symphony again, we've got two different dance competitions. We've got the curling club, the movie theater, the testing site. So almost all of the deck complex will be used for the first time since um, uh, before the start of the pandemic. So that's really exciting. Now it continues to be at, at the low numbers within state guidelines. And so that's a, you know, a revenue challenge for us. Um, but we've been managing the expense side as best we can. You know, and I'll just acknowledge we had to go through a really painful process in September of laying off almost 300 people. We're at two minutes, you guys. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that was was challenging. But, you know, we're... We're uh, we're in a good place. We're holding our own, and we're starting to see forward momentum, and that's um, uh, and that's really uh, encouraging. Roger, um, I know we're running out of time here in this segment. I just want to say thank you for taking your time. I know you're a very very busy individual, and uh, for taking time to come and talk to us on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Uh, uh, we certainly appreciate that, and uh, we, we look forward to uh, you know a return visit. Uh, I was going to say, reach out anytime. I'm happy to, always happy to visit with you. I would, I think we should Great touch stuff. base with you on the progress of your house, but also on the progress of the deck. You know, I mean, good news coming out of the pandemic is what we all want to hear, man. And uh, I just think yep. that'll be interesting. Yeah, I yeah, definitely check back um, because we're certainly kind of on the front lines of, you know, where things are at and what we, what forward progress might look like or is looking like. All right. Well, any final thoughts, you guys? We got about thirty seconds. Roger, we'll turn it over to you. <laughs> thirty well, seconds. You know, I think uh, uh, sometimes you have these chapters in life where you wonder, like, what's that about? And it's, uh, you know, for me, it's just been a, a couple of years of learning to be really resilient, and that's turned out to be a blessing as we try to navigate, you know, for me personally and professionally through the pandemic. And so, you know, I'm grateful for some of the difficult chapters I've been through uh, in order to sort of be able to take all of the pandemic things into context. And I just feel incredibly blessed to have this opportunity to, to be in a leadership role at the deck. It's, you know, one of our community and region's most critical assets. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's definitely a... a uh, a humbling honor um, for me. So, 
Well, I know I speak for Gary when I tell you that we, we've always appreciated you on our show, and uh, you're 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 the guy that we want in in charge of these kinds of things. So, thanks for being on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and folks, we promise we will keep up with Roger and uh, let you know how things progress. So, God only knows, right, rebuilding right. your house is a second a second full time job in its own. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I look forward thanks, to chatting Jack. with you again sometime. All right, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We've got to take a break here. We'll be right back to finish her all up. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Boy, Gary. Uh, Well, before we get into this, why don't you give out your phone number one more time? 218-390-0615. And my phone number is 218-348-7653. So I was going to say, Gary, oh my gosh. That poor guy, don't you think? Well, you know, we when you buy a house, the last thing that you want to deal with is a major league problem. Wow. I don't care major. if it's a, an older house or a new house. It's just something you don't want to deal with. And I'm going to tell you something because this has happened uh, to, to my, myself before. And it takes a toll emotionally on you. Yeah, it happened this to me too. This isn't something that... Yep that just, you know, hey, the insurance is going to take care of it, yada, yada, yada. It's not like that. It's your house. It's your life. It's it's where maybe you raised your kids, your family, and stuff like that. It takes a toll on you emotionally, and um, I don't think you ever, you know, fully recover from, from that type of stuff. But but time does move on, and, 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 you know, things do get better. But to have to go through this stuff after you just purchased a home is just, it's just not... Um, it, it has. It's not a pleasant situation for anyone. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, um, when he when he admitted that he that he broke down, you know, I mean, I I'm an emotional dude too. I I would, I think you have to lose it in order to keep your sanity when that crap happens. I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's really tough, and uh, it's nice that he's got that much support. Um, and I'm sure knowing him, right, that he's got a lot of support coming back at him from all angles because you know i know he's so well liked but well he's a tough individual too you know no. you don't do things that he's done no. you know getting a four-year law degree and and being in afghanistan you know doing what you're doing away from your family for a year and then they, like, yeah. he said he was over in italy you know last year i mean those things help you know condition you to 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 crisis and stress and that type of stuff and so uh uh to hear him now pulling through this stuff you know she certainly sounds like he's he's certainly on, on well on the road to recovery on all this stuff yeah well and i would say too that you know and to have uh individual of of his talent and 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 basically you know iq able to uh take and you know help out at the deck when you know they needed somebody in an interim at least it's like wow you couldn't ask for a for a bigger hero to step in i you know just thanks for serving roger and what a guy Jim, I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to remind everybody, your smoke detectors, your carbon monoxide detectors, if they're chirping in this extreme weather, please, please put new batteries in them. This is a very critical time for people in their houses, and we need those smoke detectors to be working the way they're meant to work, as well as your carbon monoxide detectors. And I would say, too, as you add on to that, go outside and look at the exhaust pipes coming out of your house for your furnace and make sure that you don't have an over um an, an over accumulation of ice and frost because i've seen them sometimes where 
they can get so iced up and so frosted that, that your 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 equipment will not function. It's got to be able to grab the outside air uh, in order to work functionally and, and I mean efficiently. And um, you know, carbon monoxide is the deadly killer. It's so yeah. All right, Gary, that'll about do it. Any last thoughts? Well, no. Everybody, just uh, hunker down and get through these next uh, this next week to ten days that we're going to have all this extreme cold weather. If you have questions about your houses, by all means, call Jim or myself. You can reach me at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. All right, my number is three four eight seven six five three. Area code two one eight. All right, Gary. We'll talk again in a week after the Super Bowl, and let's hope it's a great game. Thanks for listening, everybody. 